0: Our proud partner of the Kleigel CL Media. This is the Type One Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type One Lifting. So, Type One Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So. Um, This all came about with me and seeing a 5-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www.type1lifting.com. So just check it out. If you don't buy anything, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have. So like I said before, www.type1lifting.com. And guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Podcast. The company is called Liberté Lifestyle. So, Liberté is a French word meaning freedom. And the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28 so if you want to go back and listen to her um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company which is pretty cool so uh, they actually have knee sleeves wrist wraps shirts shorts Uh, love the knee sleeves i have the ice cream knee sleeves and i love them so much they haven't the neoprene is still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past. Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So, uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys, too. So, it's all capital letters, T Y P E, and the number one. So, it's type one. So, go to liberte uh check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one, and save some coin. Now, let's go to the episode. Yes. All right, guys. Welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a very interesting guest. He's a YouTuber, gym owner, um, meme ward. Uh, <laughs> his name is Roderick
1: Lopez. How you doing? Good, man. I, and I can't take uh, credit for the memes. There's some really good memers out there and I know uh, they're, they're killing it too. So without them, I, I also wouldn't be getting the recognition yes. on the Instagram. So shout out to all of them as well.
0: Yeah. But would you consider you're like one of the top meme Lords of like the CrossFit meme space?
1: You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't because I'm not even close to the original. I, I'm in the original meme meme daddy in, in the, the space is kick Astinada, which is Paul Castinata from back in the day. I don't know anybody who posted CrossFit memes before him. Uh, and he doesn't anymore. Uh, but you know, after that, there's, um, some other, other ones that grew and yeah, so I'm just following. I'm riding the coattails of the of the the big ones. United Lifters is another huge huge one who who's been there for a while. So yeah, not even close. I, okay. I just uh, I'm just enjoying the time that I, I'm having here.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. Um. So um. I don't think you know this, but we have a lot in common. Well, yeah, we have one thing in common. Yeah. So
1: we're extremely handsome.
0: Yes. Well, that's one thing. So <laughs> uh, when we first started CrossFit, we wore very baggy shorts.
1: Yes, we did. We sure did. Some basketball shorts that were beat up.
0: <laughs> yep yep that's that that was the go-to like pass your kneecaps and you know just get and nike
1: and nike free runs yes yep nike was, freeze yep that's what that i was, wore too that was that was the crossfit that's what you did that's all you wore
0: yep yep so when i when i first started i was wearing those i was wearing this like neon green uh nike freeze and like big baggy basketball shorts. And it was just like, I don't, I don't know why I did that. Uh, Maybe maybe I was like, still, still into the fab five and just trying to keep it that way. But you know, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't really know what I was thinking either. I just know that's what I wore. I I mean, I don't know what, if you scrolled back in my Instagram to see uh, pictures, but definitely one of the first videos is I'm in baggy basketball shorts with neon green Nike freeze. That was my first <laughs> ever day in CrossFit. I think it's 2012. Nice, nice.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's like right, right around the same time that I I went into CrossFit too. But uh I did I did watch some of your, your YouTube videos and okay. I have to say like the transformation one is, was really cool to see like where you first started and then five months in, you thought you were like jacked and then like towards the end (laughs) and then towards the end, you're like doing a lot more, you know, a lot more things. And I thought it was like, I I thought it was very inspiring.
1: I appreciate that, man. You know, what's, what's really crazy about that video. And you know, I, I mean, I consider myself like a YouTuber and, and making memes and stuff. I know I don't have lots and lots of subscribers, but before that video came out, um, I I like searched the web like does CrossFit transformations exist and and I couldn't find any. So that that was posted 2 years before it got any views. So I posted it, it got maybe like 10, 12 views and I logged into Instagram one day or um YouTube and it had like 20,000 views. But it was 2 years after I had posted it. So if you look at the analytics, no one cared about CrossFit. No one was looking up CrossFit transformations like this, this uh, media explosion in the CrossFit space happened very recently. Uh, and no, no one cared. And, and honestly, I remember watching my very first Craig Ritchie video. I had dreamed <laughs> about doing CrossFit vlogs, but yep. I never had the balls to do it. So, you know, hats off to Craig Ritchie for being, he was the first one. Like nobody can take that from that guy. Uh, as much as I dreamed about it, I never did it. Uh, so, you know, he was the first and, and look what he's done with it. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, so we're talking about CrossFit. So when did you, you say you started in uh, 2012, so what made you actually get into
1: CrossFit? Yeah. I'm going to, I'll name drop my buddy, Eric Rapsura. He would post on Facebook, the most annoying things ever, like chalk prints (laughs) on, on, on the butt and like the tall socks. And you know, I'm doing this in the gym, (laughs) you know? And I, you know, I was, I I don't even know what kind of fitness I was doing. I was just taking Jack 3d and doing, you know, a thousand bench press in my garage at the time. So I thought what he was posting was whack. And uh, he posted on Facebook one day, he's like, check out on ESPN news. CrossFit games. I was like, ESPN news, who has that? So I went out and I was, I was like, Hey dad, do we have ESPN news? And uh, he was like, yeah, we do. And I was like, let's, let's see what the heck this is all about. And what's funny is when I got into college, I was looking like how to get bigger, like uh, sports that I could do. I, I was in marching band, so I didn't do any sports. Um, and I started doing like tumbling. I was doing gymnastics. I almost I was almost a cheerleader, like competitive cheerleader, but I decided against that. Cause I saw Rich Froning pulling a sled across the finish line and I was like, this guy's jacked. And, uh, at the end of the video, it said, you know, find a local box, uh, crossfit.com, local affiliate, whatever. And I typed in my address and it was 0. 0.4 miles away. And, uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to give them a call and, and see what's up. And what's, what's also funny about that story is three days before that I bought a three month, a three year membership up front at LA fitness. <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah so that's how i found crossfit that was a shout out to eric for getting me into crossfit
0: yeah so you never drove by it and was like what the hell is this like where am i like what what is this like whole
1: like storage area or cargo place yeah i mean what i I think what people don't recognize like i'm no i'm no og or you know i'm not doing CrossFit in 2007 but in in 2012 like these it's not like they were everywhere uh, this was one, one of maybe two gyms in, in the radius in my whole area. And um, so my dog's going crazy back here. No, you're good. You're good. And um, so, yeah, I, it was tucked away in somewhere that you would never drive by, you know, it's an, an they're actually still there. Uh, the gym's still there. It's like a 10,000 square foot facility. It's huge. Wow. Yeah. So, and
0: and um, so did you, do you start like, I know, like, in the beginning, you were like very new and you were just learning the forms and stuff like that. Did you pick it up? Obviously, like looking at the transformation video, it looks like you picked it up uh, pretty quickly.
1: You know, I always I always played around like as a kid, like climbing trees. And and I wasn't, you know, I never like I could always do pull ups. Um, my dad was a Marine, so I was always doing push ups and pull ups and I was climbing and, and and doing that stuff. But, you know, like the weightlifting, I just found it so I was just so weak compared to everybody at the gym that I just took, I just took more time to try to learn it um, because I was tired of not being able to RX. I was tired of everybody beating me at everything. So, I mean, I picked up like, I got a ring muscle up my first day because I was 130 pounds and you know, I could do, I could do 20 a pull-ups. So it's, you know, ring muscle ups aren't hard when your legs don't weigh anything. And uh, I just had the tenacity. Like I sat there for an hour, just like, okay, how do you do this? I'm going to figure it out. Um, But things like, you know, back squatting my, my, she's my wife. Now she's my girlfriend at the time. She, she came to CrossFit and uh, she was squatting more than me when we started, you know? So yeah, some things came really easy. Pull-ups were never really uh, a huge challenge. Muscle-ups, it's not like I could do a lot. I remember watching Matt Chan do 20 unbroken. I was like, I can probably do that. And then I got four and I was totally smashed. Um, But, you know, it it got me real hungry to want to go back and, and keep trying.
0: Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. so when did you like start really getting good at like the weightlifting part?
1: Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm still not that amazing at the the weightlifting. It's still a pretty big challenge. Um, I think when, so I, I was probably about two years into CrossFit and I was still 140 pounds, 135 pounds. And I want I mean, I want, I still want to be yoked and <laughs> I'm, I'm still not, but, uh, you know, I had that mentality, like I want to get jacked. So, I had powered all of my cleans and my snatches as long as I could. I didn't know any better. I didn't have a coach telling me like, hey, you should probably learn how to squat. You know, maybe I did, but I was young and I just disregarded any coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started listening to Barbell Shrugged. So one of the OG podcasts you could listen to. And they had a six month muscle gain challenge. And I was part of their first ever six month muscle gain challenge. And during that, they, the first week, you know, it was like, do your test." Test your uh, your clean your snatch whatever, and I could power more than I could squat. So about two years in, I could power like 185 and uh, clean, and I could snatch. I think I think my best snatch ever was like 155. So I told myself, um, I'm gonna learn how to squat. So I'm not gonna power things anymore. So mm-hmm. when I decided that and I did that six month muscle gain challenge, um, that's when I started weightlifting pretty much every single day. Like because their program was you do the clean warm up and then you do some waves and then snatch and you do some waves and you lift um so it was the first time i was ever exposed to lifting every day
0: okay okay yeah, yeah. so we're kind of we're kind of the opposite so i was like 235 oh wow so so and it wasn't fat like it was just like straight like muscle Hell like, yeah. i i typically did the bro splits and yeah. that was that was my jam before crossfit and then like i started seeing the 300 movie and i'm like and they're, they're working on like yo, I want to look like these dudes. These guys yeah. are jacked. So I just started doing doing the three hundred, and that's how I kind of got into
1: CrossFit. So oh wow. Yeah. And you did you find like a local gym or were you like the CrossFit.com or
0: no no? So um, what I did was I was at but uh, I w- I, w- I was in the Air Force for a while, and so okay. what happened was I was in Airman Leadership School in Massachusetts, and so that's where I was originally from. And they had a CrossFit gym in the Air Force unit in oh, the wow. gym. And so they literally had a basketball court and they just half the, half the court was, was a CrossFit gym. And then the other half is like a yoga studio or whatever. And, and so one of the girls that I couldn't stand, I was like, she's like, Oh, I'm going to do the on-ramp for CrossFit. And I'm like, where? And she's like the gym over here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, part of my friends. I'm like, screw screw that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do an on-ramp. What's an on-ramp. So I walked in there, I walked in there literally just like totally skipped the on-ramp and I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm here to do, I'm here to do CrossFit. I've done the yeah. 300 workout and you know, I'm, I'm pretty do, fit. Yeah, I'm pretty good. And, and so they're like, okay, we'll do box jumps. And I was like the, obviously being six, six, I was like jumping over everybody. And Damn. so, uh and so they're like, okay, I don't think you need to do the on-ramp. And so I never did an on-ramp and I like literally like pretty much learned on the fly and watched videos Wow, how to, how to do CrossFit stuff. And so that's, yeah. and so I pretty much, and then like all of a sudden the girl, the girl came to the on-ramp and saw me like doing a class. She's like, How the hell did you get in here without yeah. doing the on-ramp? I'm like, I'm just that yeah.
1: good. I'm just that good baby. That's- <laughs> <laughs> what you know, what's crazy is uh it, it, like every gym that I went to, we always had on ramps. And I'm hearing now, like in what 2022, there's gyms that don't have on ramps anymore. They just want to get as many people through the door, which is it's kind of crazy. It's kind of sad because I remember that that one-on-one on-ramp time was just it was so fun and it was uh, i don't know it's just a good introduction but that's hilarious that you were just like box drums easy day i'm in i could do everything now yeah and then like i was just learning
0: on the fly and literally like watching youtube videos on everything possible yeah. i was just yeah. like like a sponge just sucking everything up and then and i was that- and then oh, i was okay. trying to be you i was trying to be a coach too and so they were going to pay for since i was going to be um coaching at the air force unit they were going to pay for half of uh half of the price of the like the l1 class right and so i was like okay i'm in and then all of a sudden my wife's like hey i got a job down in georgia so we're moving and i'm like oh can you can you wait wait like a couple, like wait six six more months six more months yeah yeah like i couldn't do it and i didn't get my l1 so
1: oh man do you have it now or no no i don't have it you never did it nope Did so never never coached at the gym never well oh, so i was a personal trainer
0: for okay for a while so i got my afaa but i never just had the chance because i didn't have the money to drop a grand on the l1 class actually you know probably 800 because i'm a veteran and right. it, you know we we're on a tight budget especially de- moving down here and i was just it was
1: struggling so i was just yeah. like
0: I, I can't i can't buy any more things for like I, a, so
1: i actually i have a good story on my l1 and so i um i told my mom i want to start crossfit and she's like well you just paid for la fitness and I was, you know, 17 or 18. So like, I didn't have this understanding of money finances. Um, you know, my parents taught me some good stuff, but they told me, they're like, if you want to do it, you have to pay. And I was like, it's $130 a month. How am I supposed to do that? Um, and she's like, well, like you use your own money. And I worked with my uncle, like in a shaved ice trailer, you know, odd jobs doing this or that. So I was like, okay, well, I want to be a coach one day and I want to get the money to do it. I ended up getting a job at a restaurant, being a dishwasher. I made pizzas. And the sole purpose of this job was to get enough money to get my L1 and to coach. Mm -hmm. And so I worked there. It must've been for about a year. And I remember I had a buddy who was opening up a gym. He told me, Hey, I think that you can have some coaching opportunities here. Here's our grand opening. I helped him build and build the rigs and do all this stuff. And I was mopping um, the restaurant one morning. And I told the owner, I was like, Hey, uh, I need April 1st off. And, uh, and I kept mopping and he didn't say anything. And he's like, what's, what's on April 1st, which is, you can't ask me what I'm doing, but anyway, I didn't care, whatever <laughs> I, again. I also, I was, I was like 17 or 18. So authority to me was like, I have to listen to my elders and do everything. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell him to F off or anything. And, uh, I was like, Oh, my friend's opening up a gym. And then it was really quiet, kept mopping. And he's like. Are you trying to get a job there? And uh, I was like, "Yeah." Do you think I want to work in a restaurant the rest of my life? Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> and he did not like that at all. And from that day on, I did get the day off. I went from that day on, like, I I couldn't get that coaching job fast enough because I even went and put my my two weeks in, and he just looked at me, didn't even read my two week. I gave a two week notice at a restaurant. Who does that? First off, he put it in his pocket, and he's like, "You know what." I'm not going to say what I'm thinking right now. And in my head to this day, I still wonder, I'm like, did this guy expect me? Just, he gave me a job as a dishwasher that I was just going to do that forever. You know, it, yeah. So that's how I raised my thousand dollars for my L one.
0: Nice. Nice. So did the guy have an associate's degree in the back of his office area? I
1: don't know. I, you know what, what's, what's crazy is the restaurant. It's incredible. I still go to it. Um, He's still still there? there. He's still there. And it's really good. I take all my friends and my family. So no hard, no hard feelings. But um, yeah, you know, definitely just uh, not it taught me what I don't want to be uh, as an owner operator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I want to push people, push people out to grow. Yeah,
0: yes. So so now now you're a coach. Yeah. So like, what was your learning experience throughout the whole time? of Like you being a beginning beginner coach and like, did your did your buddy like teach you anything or like how did you learn to become a better coach?
1: Man, we were both winging it for sure. He was winging, <laughs> trying to open a facility. He just took a severance from a from a, the company that, that you know they let him go. They gave him a severance, and he's like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I'll open up a gym. So he actually he sat me down. He's like, Hey man, I can give you the five a.m. class only. That's all I can afford. And I was like, I'll coach the six and seven for free. And he's like, All right, you're in. And I was like, All right, cool. Twenty dollars for the five AM class and zero dollars for six and seven. Um, I just, I mean, I just did whatever I thought was right from my L one. Um, looking back on it, oh man, did I have a lot to learn and and I didn't do things obviously correctly and we didn't know any better. Uh, but the, I will say this: the people there had an incredible time. Uh, they did learn a lot. They did get fitter. Um, you know, they learned about nutrition. They learned about uh, progressing, but we were winging it. We, I don't know how we made it, but we did. (laughs) And, uh, but at at the same time I was going to school for kinesiology. So, you know, I was taking, I was taking classes for techniques of coaching. I even have, I think I have my book It's on my couch. I have my sports, my uh, techniques of coaching book, and it's like how to coach people and, you know, um, and just all the things in sports studies that I ended up taking definitely trans transferred over to, uh, working with individuals, which was really good
0: yeah so were you listening to like any like were you watching any videos or like watching like listen to the podcast to kind of help you out become a better coach
1: oh that's all I did all yeah. I did was um so I went to Cal State Fullerton and the gym that I worked at is about 30 minutes away from where I was living so in the morning you know I wake up at 3 30 eat my breakfast and for the 45 35 minute drive up there I'd be listening to barbell shrugged and stuff they had to say and on the way to school, I'd be listening to, um, I would actually read my notes, uh, in a voice memo and then listen to them on my way to the, to school. And I'd be listening to Barbell Shrugged and anything they put out, I would then like, oh, who's Dr. Andy Galpin. Oh, he goes to Cal. He's a teacher at my school, you know, and I'd listen to his stuff. And, um, all I did, I lived and breathed CrossFit. I, all I did was wake up, train, coach, go to school, come Mm -hmm. home, go to sleep. And then every once in a while, I'd go see my girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> she's my, she's my wife now. So I, I did spend enough time out there. So,
0: well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, so when, when, when did the, your, your mind, like, when did you like think like, Hey, maybe I want to own a gym. Like when did that, when did that come across?
1: You know, I, I've actually, if you would have asked me even weeks before I opened my gym, I, I didn't want to open a gym. That was never my goal. Um, I kind of, it's kind of forced uh, for me to open up my own spot for sure. I, I never thought I never wanted to, Uh, that wasn't my goal. Yeah.
0: So what, 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 what was the
1: deciding factor of doing it? Um, you know, just, uh, just the, the struggles and, you know, having growth within the facility that you're working at, it's a challenge, um, you know, butting heads with the owners, not, not agreeing on everything, um, you know, having different focuses, uh, the focus for us, you know, obviously money is important. Um, but the focus is always the quality of coaching that we're bringing. And how can we make the experience of the individuals better? Always the goal. Mm -hmm. And I know as a business owner, like sometimes when you can't pay the bills, it's really stressful to just keep focusing on that. Um, you know, and as a coach that somebody's not owning the place, I I can't, I can't focus on the business end for you. I can focus on the quality of coaching that I'm giving the personal training that I'm giving the content that I'm creating. And You know, it also started getting pretty challenging to. I would create memes where I'd I'd make a mess, I would clean up the mess, but they didn't like seeing their equipment treated that way. Or, you know, I would post something and and it would just rub the owners the wrong way. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I can't be anxious when I'm creating content. I can't be uh, walking on eggshells when I do anything. Like, I need free reign. I need to be able to, as silly as it sounds, like pour milk on myself while I'm sitting on a rower and know that I'm going to clean it up and it's going to be okay, you know? Um, So, that was, that was what kind of drove me to open up my own facility. Now, now, when I make a mess, like no one, no one can say anything. So yeah,
0: you could just leave it there and just do, clean it up the next day. But obviously no, no, you wouldn't no, no, no. <laughs> do that. You wouldn't do that, but I'm just
1: saying you could do that. Yeah. Or my, my most, like my, I made a meme for the wildlife and I'm dropping barbells and stuff. You know, the, the owners weren't excited to see stuff like that. And yeah, it was just, it just, I had no free reign. My friends would want to come to San Diego and they'd want to come drop in and the owners would question them dropping in. And I'm like, look, these people are cool. They're recording videos in here. Um, they're giving exposure to the gym. This is good stuff. Yeah. Craig, Ritchie, Craig Ritchie came and hung out and we and we made a video. My buddy from United Lifters, we made a video. Um, and, the, and the gym owners just didn't like it. And I'm like, you guys are missing out. These are incredible people. So yeah, I just had to move on. Yeah. So uh, how long did it take you to, to find your space? Dude, this was... This was, uh, you know, COVID. COVID shut everything down, and this was the second time that I've been essentially out of a job in the coaching world. Uh, the, I moved to San Diego and I got a full-time coaching job at a gym called Power Keg Athletics, um, where I would argue I learned the most about business and coaching from I have anywhere. Shout out to uh, Adam Babin and uh, Manny Manrique. They taught me so much um, of the back end, how to deal with customers, sales and just being more professional. And um, yeah, so I moved to San Diego and that gym got destroyed. Uh, There was a flood, like they were doing pipe work um, in downtown San Diego in Little Italy. The pipe burst, the gym got destroyed, job gone. I started another job, COVID happened, closed. Um, You know, fortunately they did pay me. We did videos online like every other gym did. Uh, But then it was like, are we ever opening? What's happening? And I was like, I still need to train. I still need to do my thing. So I had a good buddy of mine. His name's Josh. He's my real estate agent and lender hashtag at lending tips. Make sure you guys hit him up. uh, If you're in SoCal, (laughs) great, great, incredible dude. He's the one who found the space. He was just like, Hey man, why don't you just open up your own space? And I was like, I can't do that. Like, what are you talking about? Who am I? You know, who do I think I am? Who do you think I am? Um, and, uh, he ended up talking with a buddy he was selling a house to, and they're like, yeah, we have a satellite location. It's not working. Uh, we don't want it. So, I mean, I think in the matter of two months, I found a spot, signed the lease and, uh, moved in. It was quick. Yeah. How, it was
0: quick. How much were you shitting your pants when you told your girlfriend, like, Hey, I just, I just started it. I got a gym.
1: Yeah. Well, so she was actually my wife already. So this is. We met in 2011 and, uh, she, she, she loved me when I was a band geek and 120 pounds and didn't lift weights. That's how I know she really loves me. And, uh, we got married three years ago, 2018. Um, so, you know, I didn't get the gym until 2019, 2019, 2020. And no, she's supported me for everything. I don't, I don't know why she's crazy. She must be, um, (laughs) but she supports literally everything I do, every crazy idea, uh, I was like, I want to start a supplement company. She was like, do it. I'm going to start a website, sell, sell stuff. She's like, do it. Uh, I was like, Hey, I'm going to have to open up my own place. She's like, cool. You'll figure it out. You always do. Um, she's, she's never questioned me. So she's incredible. When I lost my job at power keg and I was depressed and sitting on the couch, not knowing what to do. She never was like, are you going to get off your butt one day? Mm-hmm. She was just supporting me. So yeah, yeah. she's incredible. She's incredible.
0: Yeah. I told my wife, I'm like, maybe I should start. Own, maybe I should own my own gym. And she's like, you, do you want a divorce? <laughs> and i was like and, and i and i had a kid at the time too so i was like like yeah i don't want to
1: don't want to do that sorry yeah so, not it yeah, yeah no no kids for us just uh just a dog so well you're still went... you're still young so you're good yeah, yeah. we got
0: time we got time yeah, definitely so um with with like buying equipment and all that stuff like how hard was that or did you just find like places that like had to sell other
1: stuff for covid and you kind of grabbed all their stuff You know, so I already had, I had a bike, a ski, a row, a rack, um, some flooring, uh, two barbells about uh, like, I bought stuff in like 2013. Uh, I had a bar like a penlay bar and like 365 pounds of weight. And then the other stuff I just had gotten like over the years. So I had my garage pretty sweet, you know, I had Uh, one of everything essentially. And I had actually got a dumbbell rack for free from five pounds to 65 pounds Wow! um, from one of my sister's friends. Um, So we, we hustled with that for a year. We made it work with quite a few people. Everyone was super nice and understanding. So it's like, we'd have, we had two barbells and like, a few people would be in there and they're like you're gonna use those 10s i'm gonna use those 10s you put the 15s does that that's 95 i'm any 115 i'm gonna take those fives and switch it off here and do this and and <laughs> and we just made it work we made it work for sure
0: yeah obviously the pain points were like pretty much like growing more equipment and all that stuff like what were there were there any other like pain points that you got to
1: deal with like you know business like you know back end wise yeah i mean i feel like the back end is going to be pretty ch- it's still pretty challenging uh to be honest and you know, my, my gym isn't like a typical CrossFit gym where we have run classes and and do all this. I essentially, you know, coached from 2013. And when I opened up my own spot, I took everything that I enjoyed and appreciated from the CrossFit community and like CrossFit gym, like typically you would see, and I made it my own. So I I only do one-on-one training, but everybody who does one-on-one training with me gets 24 seven access. And I'm very particular with the people that come into the gym. So know i have about 15 clients they pay a little bit more than you know a crossfit gym would but they're getting one-on-one training once a week they're getting personalized programming uh and they're getting just an incredible group of people who like honestly everybody here is friends everybody's best friends they're all they all know my dog my dog's a psychopath they're all friends with my dog um (laughs) and you know i trust them with all of the stuff that's in the gym you know i've got my computer there i've got files and it's it's really just a really tight-knit family And everybody there is just helping each other grow, which is the most incredible part. You know, Mm -hmm. we've got someone there building their own uh, meal prep company. We've got uh, um, one of my good friends. Her name's Alicia. She does, she's an APE teacher, so adaptive physical education. Um, She does classes there with uh, kids with disabilities and adults with disabilities. And then we have Shauna. She runs, uh, I I help her. I'm actually the coach of competitive female training. Um, uh, and she's growing and con- making content. She has a female only class. Um, so just, we work, we work a little bit differently, but you know, the best parts that you, you know, and love from across the gym are, are here. So, Very cool.
0: Very cool. And I, and I yeah. love the, I love your gym setup too. I appreciate it. So, and I, especially with like the big, big bull logo, like on the side and stuff like yeah. that, I thought it was, I, th- I, I thought it was a pretty cool design on that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, designed by my buddy, Albert Dex. He's an incredible tattoo artist here in San Diego. Um, much more well-known than I am. He's a super, yeah, he did the, you know, on our grand opening, we actually had seven of the, of the people at the gym got this tattoo. And that's when I was like, man, maybe we are doing something special. Like if they're willing to get this tattoo, holy crap, that was nuts.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And you also, you also did your, your garage gym too, with like the black and black and uh, purple, like the little background. So that was, that's pretty cool too. I like that design.
1: I appreciate it. I wanted to, I actually live about an hour from my gym. So I wanted a place that I could be like, someone would go, Roderick, what is a, a clean RDL? And I'm like, I'm going to make a video. But instead of like my dirty ass garage and like the marks on the wall, I had something cool um, to create. So, and I made content for RPM. So they sent me that gear over and I just, I wanted to make it look nice and presentable and yeah, just consistent, you know? Yep. Very cool.
0: Now um, Thanks, I, I, I do want to talk about the meme, meme page. Yeah. So meme for time. So meme I know you said, I know you said when you started coaching, like towards the end, you were doing your memes at the other gym. So like, yeah, yeah. what, what made you get into involved with the memes?
1: You know, first, the first memes were just like, I wanted, I really wanted to do them. Um, and it was just like the typical picture with, with writing on top. Cause I thought I could make stuff that was funny. And I thought I could mimic what other people were posting. And I was like, oh man, I could do that too. And I already on my personal page would post things that were funny. Well, I thought they were funny. And my buddy at United lifters, he would post stuff. That's funny. And he would come to the gym and we'd create stuff together. Um, so he was just like such a creative mind. And, you know, the reason I, I don't know how long you've been following me for time, but I'm, I guarantee most of the new people know mean for time because I'm acting in the videos and doing skits and, you know, that was something I've always wanted to do, but always been afraid of. Um, YouTube, same thing. I've always been afraid of making videos, getting judged on the internet. And, you know, what what are people going to think? And I was watching, if you guys know Trevor Wallace and Trey Kennedy, two really big, they, they make skits on YouTube. They're extremely popular. I love them. They're super funny. And I remember watching them one day and I looked at my wife and I was like, I just need to do it. I I just need to try. And even if it crashes and burns, that's what I'm way more passionate about than finding a picture online and putting, putting lettering on it. That's still, I mean, I still think that's fun and that's funny, but it, it wasn't exciting anymore. You know, trying to think of a meme scrolling through a million pictures. I was like, I, I don't, this is the same thing that I've already been doing. How can I do something that I'm passionate about? And, uh, so I was like, I took what Trevor Wallace and Trey Kennedy were doing and I tried to mimic it for the CrossFit world. And I've been in the, you know, CrossFit world for quite a long time. So I guess people found it pretty relatable.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, lo- I love, how you put yourself involved in the videos and it, and, and they're, they're funny. They're, they're really funny. So especially, what I, 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 lo- I love, I love the one with the fit eight energy one that you recently oh, did yeah. that, oh, one, that yeah. was hilarious. Thank you. I appreciate so, it. Yeah. And so like. What, what made you get like, like get rid of the fear of just doing, putting yourself in the video? I'm still
1: scared. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like social media has brought this weird, it's like this weird thing. Like anybody can judge you on the internet. Anybody can talk smack. Um, I think there's a level to it because when it, when I first started and I'd get negative comments, like you get heated and I typically don't interact. I just block and and delete the, the comments that are just upsetting really or just annoying um but i know at first like i mean shoot you'd be like driving and then you think about it and you're like and then you think like why am i giving this energy it doesn't mean anything like there's a hundred other people who thought this was this was funny um and you know i still get some comments sometimes that i'm like dude i just block move on don't even worry about it yeah um and and i think what it ends up like coming to now is i'm i'm a afraid of asking like bigger creators if they want to, I would love to make memes with them, but it's nerve wracking. So I was, I made a meme with Sarah Sigmund's daughter at last year's CrossFit games. And I don't know if she noticed, I, I was like, we we're feeding each other baby food. And I was like, why am I shaking so much? Like, Oh my God, like my heart is, is pumping. Um, and I asked her the dumbest question ever. And I want to apologize publicly. I didn't go through her feed before the CrossFit games. My mistake. I'll never do this again, but we made this meme and I asked her how her dog was doing and her dog had just passed away days before. And now Sarah Sigmund's daughter probably hates me. And I'm so sad because that was the dumbest Oh, I felt so bad. I mean, I'm sure she didn't expect me to know what was going on in her life on social media, but I, oh, I felt like such a dumb, dumb. So if you guys saw that video, right after i asked her how her dog was and her dog was not alive so whoops <laughs> whoopsie it, it, happens. Awesome. it happens oh my gosh i was so i was like i'm an idiot the yeah. first time i work with a in, like a incredible person in this space i botch it yeah so
0: I, i'm a i'm a big proponent of uh saying screw it just do
1: it 100 i'm in the same boat
0: yeah that's and so that's
1: why you're here podcasting and well, I have a gym, a supplement company that it's like, might as well try it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So wh- where did, where did the logo come from? Did you, was that your full design or did you
1: have one of your buddies do it? No way. Um, I have a friend actually, she was at one of the, the at Power K when I moved to Power K, it was uh, Jay Lynn. I, she's a graphic, she does graphic design and stuff. And I was like, Hey man, I, I'm looking for a logo. And she's like, what do you want? An animal and this. And I was like, I haven't thought that far. Like, how am I supposed to know? Um, but I had gotten a a tattoo actually of a buffalo right here and uh, you know i just like looked up the meaning and stuff and you know it was like abundance good times to come and i was like oh i like that i really like the meaning behind that so i was like all right can you do a buffalo and she did this buffalo right here like this actual design so this is her design and then we ended up taking this and we wanted to make something that's a little bit more realistic as well and we took this logo we showed albert and we're like albert can you make something from this and He's an incredible artist, and that's the the more lifelike logo that you guys see. So yeah, the 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 bison is good times to come, abundance, um, and just you know all the good stuff that that we hope comes with uh, doing the fitness and having a good time with your friends.
0: Yeah. So um, you said you have a supplement company. So I I didn't even know you even had that.
1: So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I um, I was on a hundred mile bike ride, which I had no business doing, with my buddy. <laughs> My buddy, Dave Hickman, and I need to give a big shout out to Dave Hickman because Rolo Athletics was created while we were just, we were just chilling in the hot tub. And I was just like, I mean, what am I going to do with my life? And I came up with Rolo Athletics and like kind of the beginning stages. And he, he just motivated me to want to, to, want to do it. He's also the first person to ever agree to ride his bike from, um, if you guys know wine country in Temecula from Temecula to San Diego, uh, which is where like my parents had lived at the time. And it's like 60 miles we know we never rode bikes. He kind of rode bikes and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it with you. And once we did the 60 miles, uh, we, he was like, we got to do 100 one of these days. So we're on this hundred mile bike ride and I'm just pedaling along up this hill off of like La Jolla or Del Mar or something like that. And, uh, I was like, I should have taken my freaking creatine and my electrolytes today. And I was like, creatine and electrolytes. Hmm. I had always wanted to start a supplement company, but I didn't want to start something that was already invented. Like, Okay. What's new, you know, what, what's everybody else doing? So I kept writing and I was like, Hmm, if, if, if creatine tasted better, like it doesn't taste bad, it tastes like nothing. But I was like, if it tasted good, it might be something that people would, would not forget to drink. Cause they're like, Ooh, it's a treat. And then I was like, Oh, electrolytes. And then I was like, would electrolytes even help creatine monohydrate? Um, are there any studies on that? So I came home from the bike ride. I was totally thrashed, but I was like, I have to redo some of this research before I go to sleep. And there's not really much studies uh, on it. There was like two studies that showed taking creatine monohydrate and electrolytes together did show an improvement of, you know, whatever it is. And I was like, you know what, even if there's just promise on this, if I can justify and I can try it and, it, and I, and I feel good on it and it tastes good, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So I Googled some supplement companies, um, some manufacturers, and I was like, Hey, can you guys, you know, can you combine these things? And the more I thought about it, I was like, this makes sense. Like we're, we're always doing this sport where, we're in hot environments. Typically you're just getting smashed in a hot gym. There's not air conditioning. Uh, we're trying to get stronger. We're trying to get more powerful. Uh, and no one wants to cramp uh, and everyone wants to be, uh, like have the best performance. So it just made more and more sense. Um, so that's how the supplement I created called Creolite. That's how it was, uh, created. That's what we did. We, we called them, got the manufacturer, made the label on Canva and got the logo from Albert and we just slapped it together. And I'm actually down. I've got like 50 bottles left and I have some ideas on how to make it better and how to gear it a little bit more towards the community with, you know, some better ingredients and uh, kind of tweaking the electrolyte content of it. So,
0: okay. All right. That's Very the cool whole
1: story. Yeah, yeah that, that's awesome. So you, do you have the bison on it at least? I do. I do. It's the, the more lifelike one.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks, I, man. I, I've I've never even thought about like even a trying to attempt doing supplements because I'm like uh, I I think I just I have a feeling I, in my mind it would just take take way too much time and effort and stuff like that and obviously yeah. you know it was pretty quick for you like hey I want to because like I was like oh maybe I'll do a free workout or like a protein and I'm like okay what kind of flavors am I looking for like how much right. money am I going to spend and this is the time I was personal training so I'm like my ass is broke so I can't even do that either so it's like. Yeah. Yeah. How am I going to do that?
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, definitely hasn't been easy. It's not, I mean, I I feel like I'm had no idea. Like I thought it was, you create a supplement, you post it and everybody buys it. Like it's easy. (laughs) Um, And I'm actually nervous to change the formula because everybody loves it so much, but I just know that the next formula is going to be better. It's going to be more beneficial and it's going to be better for performance. Uh, It might tweak the taste a little bit. So I'm nervous to do that because I, I do have like, I would say at least 10 or 20 people who consistently get it each month who really like it. Um, so we'll see. I mean, YOLO, right? Just send it, see what happens. Yeah, screw it, just do it. Whatever. Screw it, just do it. That needs yeah. to be a shirt.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I got that from Richard Branson. That's one of his books. So I'm like, I can't, oh, I, can't really? I can't steal that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That'd be probably <laughs> they're gonna cease and desist real quick.
0: Yes, real quick, real quick. So um you you're talking about YouTube as well. So you started a YouTube channel. Um, mm-hmm. you know great great youtube channel you know i love how you, you do like informational like you know tips and tricks and stuff like that your transformation um so i obviously you know doing memes and stuff like that so that kind of like worked like doing the memes kind of worked your way into youtube and so how do you how do you feel like your youtube channel's grow like how do you feel like your youtube channel's doing
1: yeah it's actually the opposite i actually started a youtube channel you know before i was really doing much on instagram um i just wanted to help people and, and post stuff that I was like, I found myself saying the exact same things to people at the gym a million times coaches out there. You know what I'm talking about? They're like, my ankles are tight. I'm like, all right, we'll do these three things, try this out. And then they would never do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how can I make this easier for me and for those people? It's like, if I just take a video explaining exactly why and what I'm doing, then when they ask me, I can show them and send them this video and like, boom, don't, you don't have to come to me, to the gym seven times this week and ask me, what was that one stretch? What it's like, open your phone and hit that YouTube link that I sent you. Cause I already showed you, man. All right. It's done. Um, so that's what I just started doing. I just common problems that people would come up to me in the gym. I'm like, you want to learn how to descent on the rope? Cool. Let's do fast descent rope climbs. You want to come down like froning. I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. It's not not, not,
0: not like the last part where he fell like completely like 15 feet <laughs> off the floor and like yeah, hit yeah. his head
1: on like the, you know, this, shock bucket. Just absolutely, I mean, that propelled that his, his. Never, never again would that happen to that man. Just iconic, iconic. But I mean, now like he comes back, he's the best rope climber doing sh- in one pull coming down like no other. Like the 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 video when he got first place, his last first place, thick and quick. It was like four thick rope climbs and like four overhead squats. I don't think it was four. I don't remember. But he grabs Matt Fraser's chalk and he jumps that. up and on the way down, it's like slow mo. It's like boom. And he grabs at the end. I was like, Oh my God, he's so good. He's the goat. (laughs) Uh, I love rich running, but yeah. So I just took those, like every, someone would come up to me and be like, Hey, my upper back is really tight. I'm like, cool. Let's do some thoracic stuff. You probably haven't done these exercises. I'm going to put it in a video. Here's the video. Um, and then I just, I I haven't really felt like anything on YouTube has hit. Um, I don't really have, I don't feel like I have a niche on YouTube. Um, so I, I just kind of put content that I feel like putting out. I'm not too worried. Uh, I would, I mean, of course, I would love to have, you know, 100,000 subscribers and just be absolutely just YouTube all day. Um, but, you know, nothing that I've done has been, it hasn't really blown up. Um, but it gets consistent views, I would say, uh, which is pretty cool. And, and yeah, I just really am not super consistent with YouTube. I, I do YouTube videos when I feel some passion come out. Like I did an Andrew Hiller video the other day. Yep. And he, he ended up making a video about me, which is the first time anybody else has uh, made a video. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'll be hitting YouTube uh, really hard until I find something that I'm super passionate about or something happens or, you know, maybe I'll be at the CrossFit Games this year and I've been having some ideas of like, what could I do that would be more YouTube centric rather than Instagram?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've noticed you've been doing a lot more shorts than actual like long, long version videos. Is that just pretty much just to show your clients be like, hey, you know, here's to do this or like, what was your think thought thoughts on doing shorts?
1: Yeah, shorts. It's I'm just taking my memes from meme for time and posting them on YouTube and I post them on TikTok. I, it's just being being lazy, quite honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I so I I have a yeah. I well I when I was doing my pod when well, I was sending my videos to my podcast before I got picked up by a media company, um, I was posting it on YouTube and then I'm like, okay, I'll do. You know I'll, I'll start doing shorts because i i heard that youtube shorts are actually g- gaining more speed than TikTok was like right at, at right around the same time because mm. so, everyone watches youtube and stuff like that so i was like okay i'll i'll try it so i posted one video i got like 40 like 40 views and then i posted another one of me like Falling off of a box because one of my foot, like um, my right foot, didn't catch onto the top of the box and caught like the edge and yeah. fell over, and oh, I got like two point four thousand views, and I was yep. just like, "Okay, all right, well i i got some I got some traction, so I'll just start mm-hmm. posting more." And then like I was getting no views, and I'm like, "Okay, I don't know." I started. I deleted a couple, and I'm like, "I don't know if I should just like leave them on there." Just you know, I don't. I have no I have no idea.
1: Yeah one of the most frustrating things is when you post something that's stupid and it kills it i i i post stuff that takes me a long time to do Mm -hmm. nothing no no views i posted me flipping five eggs five that's all i did i flipped five eggs i was frying eggs 3k views in like minutes um and the, the most frustrating part is like okay if it got 3k views in the first six minutes why is it stopped getting views all of a sudden? And that actually happens on Instagram all the time too. I'll look and I'm like, oh, cool. I posted this 10 minutes ago. It's got 6,000 6, views. And then you look 10 minutes later, 6,000 views. And then you look 24 hours later, 7,000 views. You're like, bro, what happened? Why? What's going on? What are you doing? Why are you, uh, why are you pulling the e-brake on my stuff? Yep. yep. I, I've had one viral video. Like,
0: well, I, don't, I don't know if you know if call it viral, but on TikTok, it was like six six hundred sixty thousand views holy crap and all it is is me doing hang power cleans while this girl's in the background like drinking water and i put an hour. i put like staring like staring at me like declothing yeah. me pretty yeah. much yeah. and so like i put an hour on her and like i'm like someone's and i said i think i said like someone's thirsty or something like that because she was like this whole time <laughs> she's drinking water Oh my and gosh! Um, yeah and it just killed it and then like the next video i got like a hundred views and i was like i don't i don't get this
1: i know i don't get it and you know one thing this happened to me recently. I'm sure everybody on my Instagram is tired of hearing this, but I put someone DM'd me that they wanted me to be their sugar baby, and their name—I I saw that, yeah. Their name was Benjamin Franklin, and my my Instagram immediately got demonetized. Um, so it sucks because like I I'll I it's not like I'm a millionaire. I don't make a lot, I don't make a ton of money. So the money that Instagram Reels was making me was helping out quite a bit, and it just just like this because I posted a DM someone sent me and now my, and now my views, it's like, I lost a bunch of followers, but it's like, I I didn't change anything. I just got demonetized. So it's not like my videos are different. Like the video I did with the wildlife, it's got 200,000 views. I didn't get any followers. Like what's all right. Instagram, not too naughty. Yeah. Not too naughty. Yeah. yeah, They slap my wrist and then I don't get, I don't get anything. So it's like, I I don't understand what they're doing for creators, but yeah. Yeah. My wife's
0: for some reason, like my wife is killing it on reels. So is she? How
1: many followers does she have? Because ah, uh, yeah. It's, so she's seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's also crazy, and I've noticed, my dog has an Instagram. He has. She has three hundred followers. Her reels are getting like thirty k views in yep. minutes. Yep. In minutes. And so I don't know who they're targeting, but another one of my buddies, he's a, he's got like a thousand followers. He was getting like ten k, ten like or like 7k and he was getting a lot of likes all of a sudden. Um, so I don't know if the algorithm changed. I don't know if I, who knows, who really no. knows? I just they try help. to post consistently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it helps being a female. So that's, so
0: it's like even with like fitness influencers, like all, like the one thing that like bugs the crap out of me is like they show videos. Like I really I almost wanted to do a meme of just like a typical fitness influencers, like workout videos. Yeah. and like literally just pose like just look around like turn around with the camera show my butt and just do a curl yeah and then obviously do deadlifts because that's that's key and just like <laughs> get my get my butt really close to the camera because like that's they, they love ass shots and then do like the typical like turn typical turnarounds and like show like one leg sticking back out so your butt can stick out a little, a little more <laughs> and i'm just like god it's so like i'm like i put out good stuff and like lately i mean like half-assing it but like it's like I get nothing and then you have a girl just like flexing that and it's like she's not even really that fit and it's, she's getting like uh, all this stuff and it's just like i want to see like girls like lift heavy weights and like actually like do something and like some girls do i've actually interviewed on my podcast but it's just like they're getting a couple light, like a couple followers and they're actually pretty big but like other than that it's like you just pose with a bikini and you don't look really a fit and you just kill it so
1: yeah I, I, uh, I just want to be, uh, cool enough to post the same picture of fuzzy pictures like Justin Bieber and get 1 million likes literally the three, three of the same pictures. It's fuzzy, not even good. And you just get a million likes just like that. I'm like, dang, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. My, my, that's wife, crazy.
0: my wife's hitting a million, million views on, on her reels. Holy crap. Yeah. It's insane. And it's, does like
1: she all- want to make a meme
0: together? um i i don't think she she doesn't she doesn't understand the memes like I, i'll go oh, on like man. twitter i'll go on twitter and look at the memes and i'm like start laughing and she's like what are you laughing at and i show the meme and she's like i don't get it and i'm like <laughs> how do you not get it so but yeah i actually um i actually did a meme and i uh i posted it on wad zombies Oh, nice. Instagram. Like, so like I was talking to him back and forth because I was like cracking up on some of his stuff and I was like, Hey man, like, what do you think about this meme? And it was, um, David at the dentist. Do you Uh remember that video? My, um, he's like high at the dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like done, he got like his teeth removed or something like that. And he's like, he's like, is this real life? And then he starts like yes, screaming there you go. and he starts screaming. And so I took the clip of him screaming and I said, me looking at my, me looking at the leaderboard and noticing I'm going down instead of up and like, just yeah. something like that. And I just <laughs> yeah. see him like screaming and like, it did well, but I'm like, my thing is like, I, I'm a t-shirt company, you right. know, a clothing company. So, and in podcasts too. So I'm like. Is it worth for me to put memes on my page, or, or like, should I just like send it off to somebody else?
1: Yeah, I you know I really don't know. That's such a good question because I feel like people come to meme pages to laugh, not buy stuff. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, this last drop, I just dropped these like these oversized tie dye tees, the hats, and it's type only. Um, it's doing you know pretty good, and a lot I got a ton of support. Like shout out to all the people. I call them MFTs, the meme for timers. Um, <laughs> shout out to them for snagging. snagging gear Uh, this is the first time i've ever gotten traction from people i don't know on a drop so i don't know if the drop's cool i don't know if they just really like the memes and they want to support they probably just want to buy treats for xena like let's be honest um but i I, i'll post something like i will make a youtube video and i'll post it on my personal story and you know i'll get quite a few clicks and then i'll post it on my meme story nothing zero Um, so I don't know. I don't know the secret. I don't even, I don't know what I'm doing. I just trying my best. But you're doing good.
0: You're doing good. You're doing pretty good. I'll take it. I'll Thanks. give you that.
1: So I appreciate it. Yeah. So
0: what, um, how long does it take you to actually like do a meme? Like, 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 like from like, you know, brainstorming to actual like production and then editing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends on the meme. There's days where I'll make a meme in literally less than a minute I'll be like, Hey, uh, my buddy Dominic, he's actually here. I don't know where he is, but um, he's, he's the true homie. He's he, every time I'm like, can you record this? He's like, yeah, I'd love to, let's do it. He's in a lot of my memes. If you guys don't know, go follow him at Domo Senna. Um, it'll be minute. It'll, I'm like, Hey, record this. And then boom, posted done. And then there's sometimes where I'm like, Hey man, I need to make, um, you know, I've made a few you know, some memes for some companies where I'm like, okay, I want to sit down and make sure that this is like hitting the standards that they're looking for. And, or if it's for a specific reason, sometimes I'll have to sit down and brainstorm. So I made the meme for the wildlife pretty recently. It was uh, most wanted because they're having the most wanted sale that's going on. And I was like, what can I do? That's going to be like most wanted. So took me some, some brainstorming. I had to make sure I had my outfit. That was all the wildlife and to do that. Um, the fit aid energy video, that one, I just was like sitting on the salt bike. And I remember watching a video of somebody just like, ah, and the camera followed him. And I really liked the way that looked. And I was like, Dominic, grab this, record me, follow my head. And he's like, okay. And I went this and I was like, I'll do box jumps now. I did box jumps and I was like, bar muscle ups, And then I was like, I filmed the beginning and the end real quick. And then, you know, stitch it together and posted it. So it really depends. Some, some of them take me a long time. Cause it's like, I got to put my hair on AKA the towel. Um, and then I got to like move over here and I'm by myself sometimes. So I got to use the tripod and, and do this. So I think the longest meme has taken me is probably like an hour. And then the the shortest is one minute. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So do you have a lot of companies like reaching out to you to
1: do, uh, do a meme for them? No, not a lot of companies, but the companies that do reach out, I greatly appreciate you. And uh, if you're listening, I would love to help and work with you. Um, Yeah. Randomly, it'll be so random. And it's usually at the best times too. It's at the times where I'm just like sitting there, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, is this, am I doing the right stuff? And then like a DM will come the next day and it's like, hey, we would love to work with you if you're interested. And it's a company that I'm already using or working or like I've already bought their products. I already know that I like them. And I'm like, holy crap. Okay. This is working. Um, you know, I'm, I am providing entertainment for people. Like people are seeing the work that I'm putting in. Um, so yeah, not, not a ton, but I mean, shoot, like shout out to the ones that have, I really appreciate it. It, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if any, if anybody knows like owning your own business isn't, isn't cheap. So no, nope.
0: no, nope, not at all. So yeah. um, do you do you, like do you and like the other meme groups actually like like, you know, the meme pages like like talk to each other and stuff like that or kind of like shoot
1: ideas with each other? I haven't. I mean, some ideas. I, I mean, uh, actually, Wad Zombie just DM me. He's like, I have this idea, but I'm not I'm not acting this shit out. <laughs> He's like, why don't, <laughs> why don't you do it? And I was like, all right, I'll put it in. the. I'll put it in the queue because actually recently people have been sending me ideas, which I appreciate because I'm like, yeah, that's funny. I'd love to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll shoot ideas. I mean, um, I don't talk to him a ton, but we definitely communicate or we'll comment on each other's pages. And then sometimes we'll share each other's memes and just like hype each other up.
0: Okay. Yeah. What, zombie does not want to go on camera at all? Never. Never. He, is, like- he like,
1: he lives right by me. And I'm like, dude, we can make memes together. he's like, no, I'm like, all right, just keep drinking your kill cliff. You wacko.
0: Yeah. I, I, I actually reached out to him. I was like, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? He's like, no. And I was like, well, why not? I was like, why, why not? And he's like, well, I don't want to be on camera. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, technically I would like to do a video and just post it so I get more content. But, I mean, yeah, it could be a possibility you don't go on camera. It's
1: okay. Yeah. we could just talk. We could just talk. Turn yeah. your camera off. Yeah, pretty much. That'd be super weird. So, I, I would love to meet uh, Wad memes for Jacked Up Teens. He's oh, like, I, I don't know what any of them look like except for Meme Wad um he's the only one i know what that he looks like so and, fluff, you know. and fluffy duck and like Mate make, make wads yeah, again. yeah, yeah those exactly guys. Yeah. yeah those guys have their face on there but other than that like all the other ones that are posting i mean they're, they're on like they're posting all the time right now i don't know what any of them look like they all seem real cool they're all they're all funny so yeah so you say you were going to the crossfit you're looking to go to the crossfit games this year So I already, I already sold my soul so I could have enough money uh, to pay for the plane ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Getting demonetized came at the best time. Of course.
0: Yeah. So do you have any plans of like reaching out to like other athletes or anything like that? Or like any other people, like, like media members or anything like that to like do a meme with?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I reach out to, I tell everybody, I'm like, I'd love to make a meme with you. Um, and some of them respond and like, yeah, let's do it. Some of them are competing. I don't know how the heck I'm going to make that work. Or if they're, if they're just being nice. Um, I won't say any names just because I want it to be surprised if I end up doing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've reached out to quite a few people and I was like, I'd love to make a meme with you. And some of them have responded like, yes, let's do it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be like this again. Um, but I already have ideas. I already wrote the ideas down. I sent them. Uh, I sent a few of them, the ideas I haven't gotten a response. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I I'm crossing my fingers, but I'll just uh, I'll do my best when I'm there. And, and and network and meet people. So, Hey, if you or one of your friends knows an athlete that wants to make a meme or you want to make a meme, um, I would love to. And that's actually what I was, I want to do. I want to try to make a meme with anybody who recognizes me and and wants to come say, hi. I I want to try to make a meme with everybody and just tag them and have them collab and have a good time and just really just have a party while we're at the CrossFit Games. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be fun. That's that's one of my bucket lists is, uh, to go to the CrossFit Games. So and, and Wadapalooza. like those two yeah. are like the the, the two things I really two places I really want to go.
1: Yeah, you should. The CrossFit Games are super fun. I've never been to Wadapalooza, um, but it looks like a good time for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, Wadapalooza is a a, a close. I think closer to me than <laughs> Wisconsin since I'm like in Georgia. So. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I think it might be a better better excuse. I'm like, oh, I could just kind of like go down here and. Pay twelve dollars for a vodka soda or something like that, you know, compared yeah, to exactly. like, you know, I could pay I could pay two dollars for a beer up in Wisconsin. It's true, yeah. Um, so so how much how much time do you spend like watching you know CrossFit content just to even get those memes out?
1: Um, you know, it like kind of ebbs and flows. There's like, uh, I feel like I've I've cycles in my life where I do nothing but work, and then cycles in my life where I do nothing but watch YouTube and and sit on my butt. Uh, I feel like both are super necessary. Um, Right now I have, I'm watching almost no, no YouTube or no uh, content. I just scroll through Instagram sometimes a little bit, but I'm typically just posting. And then I just move on with my day and focus on competitive female training or focus on roller athletics, the numbers there, or just creating content and just trying to interact with people on social media. So, but you know, a month ago, all I was doing was watching every single cross every single CrossFit, uh, sanctional event. I was watching every single one. I was watching the content people putting out mayhems putting out. Um, so awesome. awesome. Yeah. So do you want, do you want to be like mayhem, you know, you know, the mayhem type like content posting out? I do love mayhem content. I don't know if that's like where I'm headed. Um, I, I really don't know where I'm just focused on today. I'll be honest. Like I have people are like, where do you see yourself in five years or a year? I'll have no idea. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to own a gym. And then one day I was like, I need to have a gym. So I got a gym. Um, you know, who knows in a, in a perfect world, I'll be honest. I think I'd just be creating content and just meeting cool people and working out. That'd be amazing. But there is a part of me that just loves helping people, um, and helping people grow. So if I could have rolo athletics, Kind of just, uh, you know, people come in, people learn how to build businesses and people grow. That would be my dr- dream come true. Help them create content, help them learn how to create content for their niches. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, funny enough, memes have given me the more, most opportunity out of everything I've ever done CrossFit related. So, you know, it's
0: okay. crazy. All right, yeah. cool. All right, so uh we're getting close to the end. So I have some rapid, <clears throat> not, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to call this. It. It's like, it's just like the, last couple of questions that i have like everyone says like oh i got rapid fire questions and i'm like yeah yeah yeah. i'm just like i got questions so i got questions yeah more questions more questions more questions Um, so do you have any goals um for like the rest of the year it could be like personal business wise um you know anything yeah
1: um i want to be able to uh pay all my bills (laughs) Pay all my bills. And, and, uh, I, I do want to be better at like, you know, meeting other people and going out of my bubble in San Diego. Um, you know, I definitely, it's, I, I feel like I said, I, it's, it's really nerve wracking meeting, meeting new people, especially people who you see on, on these videos and stuff. And I want to create memes and do that. So I definitely have to get out of my comfort zone. So yeah. my goal is get out of my comfort zone a little bit more.
0: Yeah. The, the one person that I really was like freaking out over from my podcast was Carrie Pierce. I mean, yeah. there's just, there's a lot of other people that I was like really, really nervous for, but like, she was like my favorite athlete, uh-huh. like, to, like, and she's like a, I'm a huge university of Michigan fan too. Yeah. And so she went to Michigan and I was just like, Oh my God. And then she popped on the screen and I just <clears throat> immediately went into like, you know, what type of lifting is. And then like. Yeah, like, exactly, like, you feeding, like, you know, applesauce to, like, Sarah Segman's daughter and stuff. But baby, was, food, baby, oh, baby food. Baby food, sorry, you know, I was close, so, uh, but, like, I was so nervous the whole time just talking to her, it was just, yeah, and, like, and I still got nervous with, like, other people that I've interviewed, too, like, um, Nick Urankar, like, Adrian Conway, like, there's, there's so many people that I've gotten nervous for, but, like, now it's, like, since I've, like, have so many podcasts out, I'm, like, kind of just just ride, try to ride the wave a little bit and try to make them comfortable. Yeah,
1: so. Absolutely. I think it's the ideas that, that may, make me uncomfortable. Like I have this meme idea, but this person might think I'm freaking weird for doing this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so do you have a favorite book?
1: Who, um, You know, I guess I should, I have quite a few books that I just, like when Power King Athletics got destroyed, I really didn't know. Like I got that job out of college. It was a full-time coaching position. I had room for growth. Like the goal with that gym was to like open up another facility and I would run that facility. And I was making decent money. I had a consistent paycheck. I had no bills except for rent. It was, I thought that was it. I thought I was going to be, you know, power athletics for life. And when it got destroyed, I, I mean, I was, I didn't know what the heck to do. And I don't know who recommended, I don't know why I downloaded audible Nothing, but I listened to You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, some, yep. my, my first of many self-help books. Um, that was just like, I feel like that got the ball rolling. I started walking my dog and listening to Audible. Um, that was a really big one, uh, How to Make Friends and Influence People. If, it, you know, if you guys, if anybody's looking to, you know, work with other individuals or just learn from other people, that's a book that you have to have to read or listen to um and then resilience is is another good one that my buddy Carson recommended so those are probably like the three first books i listened to and i was like reading's kind of cool you have like a perspective of people who are way smarter than you so <laughs> yep yep definitely really interesting
0: one, one of the books i read i i, I want to recommend it to you so yeah i'd love it logic has a book out called a brighter future okay and it, it's his his life story of how he came from like maryland dc area to like where he is now and uh-huh. like his it is like just reading the first like three quarters of the, the of the book is like so stressful okay because it's, it's, a, it's a,
1: what's it called i'm gonna
0: it's called a, a brighter future brighter future I'm by, on, by on bobby by it. bobby hall
1: future. I, I walk so me and my friends are doing a twenty thousand step a day challenge for june um, so I'm walking like 10 miles a day right now, just because my friends are awesome. I love them so much. Yeah. Um, all right, boom, brighter future.
0: Yeah. You, you'll, you'll, you'll yeah. like it. So it, it yeah. goes from like how he started, like he was homeless a couple of times and like his mom was an absolute psycho and just like all yeah. this, all this stuff. But I have another book you got to read too, but I'll, I'll talk about that later. So, um, perfect. But next question is what is in your gym bag?
1: Oh, all right. So. Um, not much. I use Toto wraps. You can use code Rolo. Get, my buddy hand makes these it's leather goods in Mexico. He's a homie. He comes and trains here and, uh, thumb tape. It, I, I, uh, I'm, I don't have any specific brands. No, one, if anyone wants to work with me, I'll say your name gladly on the podcast, but, <laughs> um, yeah, no one paying me. So yeah, I, I, I don't use a lot of, a lot of stuff. I use Toto wraps for gymnastic scripts. And my hands are beautiful. They're not disgusting and torn. Uh, and I use thumb tape and those, is, that's really the only stuff that I use.
0: Okay. No, no white belt or anything like that.
1: Not really. I, I used to, you know, wear one all the time, uh, but not much anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go a little deep on this question. All right. So pretend, so it's, let's just say it's your last day on earth and you have, okay. you're, you're surrounded by like all your family and friends and stuff like that. Okay. How do you, how do you want people to know you as?
1: Shoot. Well, that's a tough one, man. Um, man, I, I just, I hope I helped other people realize their dreams and go after them like as cliche as it is, um, without the people around me, uh, I definitely don't think I could be pushing in the direction that I'm pushing, uh, and I, I just, I think it sucks that there's so many people that have so, so many negative people around them that they, they decide not to send it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully I, I inspired others to also send it and, and not just live a life that they actually didn't want to live.
0: Okay. I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Great. Thanks, question. Great yeah. Answer. Thank you. Um, so where, let's just say if people want to start like a meme page or like start a YouTube channel or anything like that, where can people yeah. reach out to you if they have any questions or even owning a gym too?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can just shoot me a DM on, uh, Roger Lopez or Meme for time, or you can follow my gyms, Instagram, rolo athletics. Um, or you can email me roger at roloathletics.com. Like I, I think that's, that's one thing that I always try to do. People hit me up about the supplement company all the time. And I tell them the manufacturer and I tell them like, Hey, this is what it took. This is how I got here. Um, it, and it's funny because some of them they'll text back they're like, that's not a lot at all. And I'm like, I know <laughs> it's not as I haven't sold a lot it's 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 pretty tough you have to really want to do it um so yeah reach out and i'll i'll help any way i can for sure awesome well i
0: just want to thank you for your time you know it's it was a pleasure like like learning about your whole like story of you know crossfit to being a gym owner to your meme page and your youtube channel and I, i do appreciate you know taking the time just to hang out with me for like about an hour and just you know
1: shooting the shit Yeah, I loved it, Tom. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for inviting me. I I feel uh, honored to come on a show with such great people have already been here. So thank you. Appreciate it, man.